Hello, this is Diksha from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 28th of February. India registered more than 16,000 COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, taking the overall COVID tally to 1.10 crore. 113 deaths were reported in the same period, while the death toll crossed 1,57,000. More than 1.43 crore health and frontline workers in the country have been vaccinated against the virus so far. Meanwhile, with over 8,000 cases recorded consecutively in the last four days, Maharashtra has hit the highest number of infections among all states. 987 new cases were reported in Mumbai, while four people died due to the virus. Cases were filed against three marriage halls by the Mumbai police for allowing more than the prescribed limit of 50 guests. In the Amravati district, the lockdown has been extended till the 8th of March. The central government, meanwhile, has issued fresh directions to states and union territories reporting a resurgence of cases. They have been directed to enforce COVID safety protocols by ensuring effective surveillance and taking strict action against violators. The chief of the All India Institute of Medical Sciences said today that in a few weeks, people may have a choice between three to four vaccines against COVID-19. The centre has capped the price of vaccines for private hospitals working as vaccination centres at Rs 250 per person per dose. The vaccine will be free at government hospitals and centres. The government said on Friday that those eligible for vaccination in the next phase can self-register for the vaccine using the Covin or Arugya Setu app. The applications will help find public and private hospitals serving as vaccination centres. Now for an update on global COVID numbers, the virus has infected more than 113.8 million people in the world so far. Over 2.52 million people, meanwhile, have lost their lives to it. Our story of the week this time is the arrest, alleged torture and work of two labour activists Navdeep Kaur and Shiv Kumar. While Navdeep was released from Karnal Jail on Friday, Shiv is still lodged in jail. We will come back to this story later in the episode. Ahead of the upcoming Assembly elections in Assam, the Election Commission halted the transfer of 18 police officers in the state. The transfer was ordered by the state government on February 26th. But the EC said that the transfers had to be halted, given that the model code of conduct has kicked in. Meanwhile, in another pole-bound state, West Bengal, the election body has replaced a top police officer in charge of law and order. The additional Director General, Javed Shamim, was made to swap positions with the Director General of Fire Services, Jagmohan. Reacting to the reshuffle, Sugata Roy, an MP of the governing Trinamool Congress, said and I quote, Both are very good officers, but we sense a political motive could be behind the move. Unquote. In a related development, the Bodoland People's Front in Assam yesterday severed its ties with the Bharatiya Janta Party. The party said that it was aligning with the Congress-led Mahanjat for the upcoming election. According to NDTV, the party had won 12 seats out of 126 in the state and joined the BJP-led alliance in 2016. More recently, the Bodoland People's Front had won 17 seats in the Bodoland Territorial Council elections, emerging as the single largest party. Despite this, the party had been ignored by the BJP in favour of the United People's Party Liberal or UPPL, which had won 12 seats. The alliance had formed the new council this time, and UPPL chief Pramod Boro was announced as the chief executive member of the council. Journalist Rakshit Singh announced his resignation from ABP News yesterday from the stage of a rally in Meerut. He claimed that he wasn't being allowed to report the truth about the farmer protests. He said, and I quote, I don't want this job. I wanted to work because I wanted to speak the truth, and I wasn't allowed to do it. 
unquote. The incident took place at a Rashtriya Lok Dal Kisan Mahapanchayat in Meerut. The RLD has been holding rallies across Uttar Pradesh in protest against the three farm laws. Singh told the Indian Express that he had gone to cover the rally for the Hindi news channel when he decided to publicly resign. He said, and I quote, For the last three months, a lot has been happening. As a journalist, if stories even slightly critical of the government are not carried, one is bound to feel something. Unquote. Singh also spoke to News Laundry and said that his frustration was with the overall environment in the news media. Responding to his resignation, an ABP Network spokesperson said, and I quote, We at ABP Network believe in the highest degree of ethical journalism. We have strict policies in place whereby our reporters have the mandate to ensure and maintain due impartiality, independence and fairness. We are shocked and saddened to see that one of our reporters has misused our brand and has made false remarks and statements to fulfil personal motives." Unquote. Speaking of Singh's resignation announcement, in their latest report on Newslaundry.com, Akansha Kumar and Anurag Singh spoke to Rakshit Singh and his former colleagues. Singh spoke about why he announced his resignation. His former colleagues said that there have been times when news reports were dropped because they were critical of the establishment. You can read their full report on newslaundry.com titled Why an ABP News Reporter Quit Dramatically at Meerut Farmers Meet. In light of this incident involving Rakshit Singh and ABP News, I would like to remind you that we at News Laundry are not funded by the government or corporations. We run solely on the support of our viewers, listeners and readers who subscribe to News Laundry. That is why we can report freely, fairly and independently. So, if you want us to keep bringing you stories that matter, please consider supporting us. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner today. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. The Indian Space Research Organization, or ISRO, successfully launched the Brazilian satellite Amazonia 1 and 18 co-passenger satellites today. They were on board the PSLV C-51 from the Satish Dhawan Space Centre in Sriharikota. This launch was the first liftoff by the space agency this year. The 637 kg Amazonia 1 is an optical earth observation satellite of the National Institute of Space Research. The institute is the research unit of Brazil's Ministry of Science. The satellite is aimed at providing remote sensing data to users for monitoring deforestation in the Amazon region. It will also provide analysis of diversified agriculture across the Brazilian territory. The 18 co-passengers include four satellites of the Indian National Space Promotion and Authorization Centre. The remaining 14 belong to ISRO's commercial arm, New Space India. Coming back to our story of the week, please consider this a trigger warning as the following news story contains graphic details of violence. Dalit labour activist Navdeep Kaur was granted bail by the Punjab and Haryana High Court on Friday. The 23-year-old activist spent 45 days in prison. She was arrested on January 12th from the Kundli industrial area of Haryana for staging a demonstration. Navdeep is a member of the workers' rights organisation called the Mazdoor Adhikar Sangathan or MAS. In December last year, she had mobilised workers outside a factory as they were not getting regular wages. Navdeep had also been a part of the farmer protests at the Singhu border. Her arrest and alleged torture gained international attention on February 2nd when Mina Harris, the niece of the US Vice President Kamala Harris, tweeted about it. Navdeep was slapped with multiple charges by the police, including that of attempt to murder, assault and extortion. 
The activist and her family have accused the police of assaulting her physically and sexually under custody. The police, however, have denied the allegations. Navdeep's co-worker and the president of the MAS, Shiv Kumar, was also arrested on January 16th. The 24-year-old activist recently gave his statement during a medical examination. He said that he was arrested from a protest site at Kundli. Shiv Kumar added that he was then taken to the old kacheri in Sonipat where the police staff assaulted him. From allegedly being tortured in custody to being called extortionists, the case against the two activists has brought to light multiple irregularities in following due procedure. The Haryana police have lodged three FIRs against Navdeep, one of which was registered in December last year. The police booked the activist under 11 criminal charges in the FIRs, while the activist's lawyer and sister both say that she had mobilized workers outside the factory against unpaid wages. The police's version is contradictory. The police have said that Navdeep and other members of the organization were trying to break into the factory at Kundli. They claimed that this was being done for the purpose of illegal extortion under the garb of workers' unpaid wages. The police further alleged that members of the MAS attacked them when they tried to mediate. While the police have levelled serious charges against Navdeep, news laundry reporter Basant Kumar deconstructed the FIRs. He also spoke to people on the ground to get their version of what happened. His latest report points out some stark irregularities in the arrest of Navdeep and Shiv Kumar. In the extortion complaint against Navdeep, for instance, it has been alleged that 40 to 50 people barged into the factory and started asking for money. It says that when the management refused, the group became violent and were thrown out of the premises by a security guard. Basant also spoke to Gagandeep, the owner of the factory, who said that Navdeep and the workers didn't even enter the company premises. In the case of Shiv Kumar's arrest, Basant spoke to his family, who said that they were notified about his arrest days later. The activist's father told News Laundry that he did not know why his son was arrested and the family was not being allowed to meet him. To know more about the irregularities in the arrests of the activists, read Basant Kumar's full report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Why Haryana Police's Allegations Against Jailed Activist Navdeep Kaur and Shiv Kumar Don't Stack Up. Navdeep's sister Rajveer has denied the police's claims and also said that her sister was assaulted by the police in custody. The activist's lawyer Jitendra Kumar too had claimed that her medical report revealed wounds on her body and private parts. He said that the report indicated that she was sexually assaulted in custody. The police, on the other hand, had claimed that Navdeep had refused a special medical examination by a lady doctor. They had also alleged that Navdeep had said that she did not want to be examinated as she was not assaulted. On February 7th, after the activist had spent nearly a month in custody, her family had said that they would move the Haryana and Punjab High Court for her release. This came after she was denied bail by a sessions court in Haryana's Sonipat. In the following weeks, Navdeep got bail in two of the three cases registered against her, but she remained in jail owing to the other case. On February 13th, the Punjab and Haryana High Court took Suomoto cognizance of complaints related to the alleged illegal confinement of Navdeep. The court sent notices to the Haryana government regarding the matter. A day later, the Haryana State Commission for Women took cognizance of the case. The commission sought a report from the Haryana police with regard to the activist's alleged physical assault. Ahead of the bail hearing for the third case, Navdeep herself said that she was assaulted, contrary to the police's claim that she denied being assaulted. She alleged in her bail application that she was severely beaten and tortured at a police station. Her plea said that she was targeted and falsely implicated because she had been successful in gathering support for the farmer protests. 
The application alleged that the mobilization of local workers in support of the farmers annoyed the agitation. Navdeep was finally granted bail by the High Court on February 26th. On the day of her release, she told the media that she would continue to support the farmer protest and that she had done nothing illegal. Navdeep also spoke about her co-worker and activist Shiv Kumar. She said that he was in a very bad condition and had not been shifted to a hospital despite orders. On the 19th of February, the Punjab and Haryana High Court had directed the Sonipat police to get a medical examination of the activist. The court's directions were based on a complaint by the activist's father who had alleged that his son was subjected to police torture. The examination was done the next day and it revealed that the activist had eight injuries that were more than two weeks old. According to the medical report, Shivkumar had suffered multiple fractures, torn toenails and was mentally and physically abused in police remand. The report stated that he showed symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. It said that all the injuries on Kumar's body are more than two weeks old and were caused by a blunt object or weapon. It added, and I quote, They also hit him with flat sticks. They tied his hands and stretched his legs. He was made to lie on the ground with both legs straight and a metal pipe was placed on his thigh and rolled over his thigh by two people. They also hit him on both hands and palms and on the back of the head, unquote. According to a report on the online portal Article 14, semi-educated and marginal labourers in the area credit Navdeep and Shiv Kumar and their organisation MAS for helping them. According to the workers, the two activists have helped them recover past dues from reluctant employers, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. While the events surrounding the arrests of the two activists remain under a cloud, the alleged brutal assault is not only a grave violation of their rights, but also a clear attempt to curb dissenting voices. The arrest of activist Disha Ravi is part of the same trend. In her recent opinion piece on Newslaundry.com, Kalpana Sharma writes how Disha's arrest should not have come as a surprise. She points out how the Prime Minister's Andolanjivi remark was an indication of what was coming. You can read her full report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Why Disha Ravi's Arrest Should Worry Independent Media Platforms. In the wake of this, she writes how independent media houses who have reported factually may also face and have already faced intimidation. The government's new rules to regulate digital news platforms could also be seen as an alarm bell signalling this. So, at a time like this, independent news platforms need the support of the people more than ever before. News Laundry is one such independent platform. We don't take funding from the government or corporations and that's why we do not cater to their interests. We are funded by our subscribers who pay to keep news free and independent. So if you like our work, this would be the perfect time to support us by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com. The lowest subscription starts at just 300 rupees per month. Now for some international updates. The police in Myanmar fired tear gas, stun grenades and live ammunition into the air today to crack down on anti-coup protesters. Four people have allegedly been killed in the violence, including three men in the southern town of Dawi. News agency AFP reported that at least 20 others have been injured amid the police action. The Guardian reported that a man was killed in the city of Yangon where several others were injured. Medics who had gone on strike in the protest went back to work in Yangon to treat the wounded. Videos circulating on social media showed protesters in the city carrying injured persons to safety. In downtown Yangon, a group of 10,000 protesters was met with tear gas. The country's military leadership also fired its ambassador to the United Nations today. The move came a day after the ambassador's emotional address at the UN, 
to use any means necessary to stop the military action. The country had descended into chaos on February 1st when the elected leader Aung San Suu Kyi was detained by the military leadership. The military had seized power from Suu Kyi's elected government, denouncing last year's election results. Mass protests have since taken place in the country and have been met with brutal police crackdowns. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.